Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back. After that little break, you're listening to Parenting Hour and you're tuned in to Unity FM 93.5. My name is Kathleen Rochnagi and we have with us Shadab, Imad and Mustafa here in the studio talking about GCSEs, the transition. We've already spoken about the subjects and how to choose the subjects in line with your what you'd like your career path to be and what you're good at and have those discussions with not just your teacher and not just your parents but also A-level students that have done the subject so you get the full picture of what is required and you're not going into a syllabus, studying a syllabus that you think is more question-based and then you find your essay-based and you're there trying to do your A-level exams with pains in your hands from the amount of writing that you have to do. So it is important to know beforehand to have that balance kind of that you are doing some subjects that require questions and some that requires essays but also have that balance maybe between the academic subjects that that you have to think a lot and learn a lot with the more uh, softer subjects that to to have a little bit of balance there uh, if you can. It was very difficult to make that choice. I'm sure you were talking to us about your difficulties. And uh, sometimes you're kind of pushed into some line, and Mustafa was talking about the geography, and it wasn't really the right mm-hmm. subject for him when he was studying his, his uh, A-level geography. And then after that, we moved on to um, the emotional effect or the psychological picture kind of of... of of students walking in, feeling on top of the world, the first few weeks being A-level students, here I've accomplished this, I can do what I like, I've got free periods, maybe having the best intentions before you started this, but then your friends or the group that you hang out with pull you into different directions and how to gain that balance. And we're going to continue talking about that a little bit because I think we do need to look at that balance. We do need to have some free time and how to pace yourself and have that free time and that enjoyment. It can't be all study, study, study. But then at the same time, you are here to get your A-levels and you are here given those free periods for a purpose in schools for a purpose or in colleges for a purpose where there is teachers and experts on boards that can help you. So I'd like to come to Mustafa a little bit about that because uh, we, Shadab was very frank in explaining his situation. And Mustafa, you were, you were just talking there a little bit about your colleagues maybe pulling you away from in, into computer games. Did you manage to overcome that? And if so, how? Or or how long did it take to actually realise what was going on? Uh, well, I think after A-levels, after AS-levels, sorry, and not getting the results that I wanted, I, I soon realised that in the A-levels I'd use all my freeze to uh, to do work and I, I didn't really uh, uh, didn't really chill out and relax with my friends during my free periods, maybe just at break and lunch. So I think, uh, unfortunately, I had to learn by... Uh, trial and error and uh, for my mistakes in AS. So uh, it, the whole AS year you were saying you're saying that well maybe not the whole of the year but you learned from that that you were actually looking back on that now you wasted a lot of the time doing the using the freedom that you thought you had but not using that wisely. Yeah or just not being efficient in uh, in the uh, free periods because it's easy to go into your free period and think oh, I'm going to do this and this and this and then uh, really only achieve one of your goals or something or or do five minutes work in an hour's time. So I think 
that's also important part to be important point. Sorry to uh, to be as efficient as you can in your in your freeze. Thank you, Mustafa. Was that similar for you, Imad? Did you did you kind of uh, waste the first year of ALS as well? Because we're just hearing that now. The same kind of stories seems to be coming up over and over again. The pattern that AS is kind of wasted in in some respects yeah, that you didn't I, study. I, I did. Yeah. I mean, I walked into the uh, into A levels thinking it's going to be the same as GCSEs. I mean. Mm-hmm. I got through the GCSEs without any real work, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I walked through the GCSEs and got into A-level. And in actual fact, I failed the first year and I had uh-huh. to redo the whole year. So I spent in spending <gasps> really? yeah, oh, three, three years doing A-levels. Hmm. And I think the, the school kind of helped w- uh, in this, when I did the second year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, with all the distractions, kind of, they kind of clamped down on that, tr- tried to get you to do work. I mean, they were designated w- working rooms, common room was, you know, nearly empty now. Mm-hmm. And the head of sixth form was really cracking down and, but I think it's, it's also important to know that you need a balance. You need, I mean, we're all humans after all. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we need to work and we need to rest. We need to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you put it in the, into context, I mean, if a, man, if a guy goes to a gym he, and he, he can't go to the gym every single day of the week building muscle, building, he needs mm-hmm. t- his muscles need time to rest and to grow again. And I think that's exactly the same with, the, with people and humans and studying and that kind of thing. You, your brain needs time to rest. If you can't, you, you know, you can't um, overwork it. Otherwise, you just go in, in, into meltdown. That's really good advice, and I love that analogy. That is really good in getting that balance. So how can, or what advice could you give the students to get that balance? Now you've all this wisdom. Mm. MashaAllah, you've been there. You, you, you struggled, and you've, you've learned from this. Alhamdulillah, MashaAllah, this is the main thing that you've learned yourselves, and you, you've all achieved, MashaAllah, which is brilliant as well. So uh, giving our, our GCSE students a picture of the other side, yes, it can be done. You've all achieved this. But how could you... Uh, give them some tips to prepare for that. What kind of balance would you like to to see them, for them to have in place? I mean, it's so, it's important to notice. I mean, as the year goes on, you might you know become uh, you might lose your motivation. But it's, it's important to remember that what your goal is, what you started the A levels for, and what the end goal is. You, you want to go to university. You want to become you know a lawyer or an economist or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very important to remember what you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. So having that goal in front of you first yeah. is really important and, and picturing that goal and be, being serious about it. Yeah. And wh- mean, what would you say? <laughs> we can be frank and we can, we can talk all day long about how the government, you know, and especially the, the education sector really needs to change the way the transition is between GCSE and A-levels and how difficult A-levels are. And you can spend, you know, your entire two years at A-level complaining about how difficult they are <laughs> or you can just accept that the fact that they are difficult but they're going to get you to a place that you want to be at. And, you know, <laughs> you just got to stick to it and keep working at it yes you've got, it's important like Imad said you have to know your balance and you have to know you, sometimes you just have to just sit back and relax and put your feet up sometimes because it is very stressful mm-hmm. but you have to you know know your goals and know where you want to be and just you know just stick at it mm-hmm. and and having that balance and trying to get that balance mm-hmm. do the schools put on any coaching sessions for you to think about okay here you are as an individual as a young adult you have your academic life which you need to look after your physical health your emotional health your well-being and how to get that balanced is there anything there that helps you that helped you or is there anything that you have learned from since that you could pass on any information to help others yeah, i think i was very blessed in the fact that my school had they put on kind of enrichment sessions to kind of and they brought in external people to, to kind of coach you and advise you on how to achieve the right balance. And if you weren't feeling well in school, as well as the head of sixth form, you had the pastoral care. So there's always someone, also, always some kind of emotional support and always someone to kind of coach you and to show you the right way in our school. But I'm not sure 
if if um, this is impli- applied in other schools around the uh, around mm. the, the city or the country. Mm-hmm. But we were, I was very blessed in the fact that uh, my school did. Right, good. Did, Mustafa, did you have any experience of that in your school? Uh, well, I didn't have as much support as that, uh, I don't think. But I remember, you know, your form tutor will help you, speak to you and give you some advice, but not no external support, really. Um, but I remember they had a day where uh, there was Tai Chi and yoga and relaxation kind of... Uh, kind of courses available but not 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 throughout the whole year they didn't really have some not so much support so there wasn't kind of that ethos in the school maybe of having uh, playing football and getting you encouraging to do have football tournaments so that you were out there physically using your energy as well as being in the classroom and, and studying uh, academically wise no not really i think that's one of the biggest shames about a levels that if you don't if you don't pick pe you don't pick sport, then that means uh, you you won't do it. Mm. So, so I wanted to. I had an idea with me and my friends just to be able to to play uh, football in the sports hall during one of the frees or something. But unfortunately, we didn't get the opportunity to do it. So for any of those students who are out there and who really enjoy their sports and PE, but picking picking different subjects, it might be a, an idea to go speak to your PE teacher to see if you can uh, rent the sport hall or just to play for half an hour, an hour every week or something with your friends. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's a very big thing as well, the, the sports kind of thing, because at sixth form, when I was at sixth form, there's a lot of guys who played sport every day, every year for all of their lives, mm-hmm. and coming into A levels, they ha- hadn't had, don't have any, any opportunity to play sport. I mean, when they go home, they want to revise and you know get the best grades they can. So, just stopping sport altogether it was a big, is you know a big change. But mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that may have hindered them, mm-hmm. because you know during their freeze in life they thought oh, I need to play a bit of football, I need to play a bit of cricket, and instead of revising during their freeze or doing any any extra work they were outside you know playing football or doing this or doing that and that just carried on throughout the year mm. and then only end results say they realized that you know the the balance needed, mm. needed to be achieved so they didn't have any balance so mustafa didn't have any sports at all available for him but the, in your in your experience some of them they had too much so we do need to have that balance where that there is some structured exercise whatever exercise it would be whatever whether it's football or cricket or whatever that there's some structured sessions there but there's also the rest of the freeze are used to study academically is that uh, Shabab is shaking his head there you agree with that Shabab? Yeah I agree with that completely I mean um you know, it's it's important to have some sort of phys- physical activity. You know, completely away from learning, because learning, as Imad said, you know, you go to the gym, a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. you can't you can't use them same muscles mm-hmm. every day. Brain is a muscle. You can't be using the brain every day and every hour. Mm-hmm. You, you, you get mentally exhausted. Mm-hmm. You need to have that sort of break away from learning, mm-hmm. where your mind's just completely free from any mm-hmm. learning and anything else, and you can just relax yourself yeah. and you yeah. know the sports is a way to relax some people choose sports some people just sit there and listen to their music or read books or whatever you're doing mm-hmm. it's just something to just completely switch off your mind and just relax yourself and mm-hmm. not, not think about you know your A-levels or anything else because it is it is really hard mm-hmm. And some people, of course, use also spirituality and maybe uh, learn Quran more mm. or go to pray more, or go to different religious circles a bit, a bit to to learn more about spirituality as well. So that 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 helps them to relax a bit. So that balance needs to be there during this time to have have that balance, so not one overtaking the other. Is that what you yeah, think? The balance definitely needs to be there. But one thing I do think is important is that learning. I mean, say you're sitting there, you're trying to you know learn. A particular topic mm. it won't happen overnight learning is a process it, it takes time i mean becoming frustrated that you you know this is not going into my head mm. it will eventually will come into your head but learning mm-hmm. takes time and becoming frustrated about not be, being able to pick it up as fast mm-hmm. you know 
it may just hinder you. And another thing, um, your friends may have different kind of um, techniques for revision and that kind of thing, but everyone learns differently. Some people learn by physically doing something. Some people learn by hearing something, writing it down. I mean, it's important. It's important to to kind of um, structure your revision around how your strengths and how you learn. That's a really good point, Emma, uh, to, to make us. It leads us into kind of learning styles. Do schools provide any kind of a training for students, for A-level students, to learn what is their preferred learning style? Because you mentioned there some people are auditory learners, some people are kinesthetic, some people are visual. And it is really important that you find out that as early as possible so that you can adopt your learning to that. So if you are an auditory listener, that you maybe could listen and play things, play recordings uh, so that you can hear it back again again and that will help you to learn if you're visual you might like mind mapping and doing out uh, doing out your exercise across wallpaper you know across your bedroom or something like this so that you can see things in front of you uh, yeah well, when i was at six home i saw a variety of, i mean i didn't i didn't uh, kind of understand what kind of learner i was until quite late in my mm-hmm. i saw people you know r- doing mind maps and people recording themselves and i was i tried all, all different kinds of things and i didn't kind of and i didn't really understand until one day you know just it just happened I'm not mm. sure how, but I just by doing it, I, I found that by doing you know the questions, by doing the exercises, that's how I learn best. And some people they learn best by just reading it, writing it down, parrot mm. fashion. But everyone's different, and everyone has different um, learning styles. Yeah, yes, learning yeah, styles, yeah, yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, uh, I remember when I started sixth form, and uh, the head of sixth, he said, "Well, I went to grammar school in, uh, for sixth form anyway." And he said, "Look, well, you know, grammar schools top three percent in the country." you should know how you learn now so we're going to leave it up to you mm-hmm. you should know everything you should know how you learn what's best for you and I, was, I remember sitting there and I'm like I, I have no idea like your mother I realised pretty late what kind of learner I am and I was I was there for a whole year thinking should I write things should I you know just I, I mean I remember uh, this, this one, one particular person in my school and he would, all he would do is walk around and he wouldn't do anything he'd be saying hi and hello to everyone and he'd walk around and he'd be going home and he'd be playing computer games and end of, end of the, the first year of A levels he'll come out with four A's and I'm thinking how the, how mm-hmm. and me I'm, 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 I'm still trying to understand what, what kind of learner I am so mm-hmm. it's, impo- it's important to realise what kind of learner you are and you know be able to pick up you know different te- techniques of learning mm-hmm. and learn that uh, early as possible was there any support or anybody that came to you Mustafa to help you to understand what learning style you had no not really uh, we didn't really get that support in school unfortunately um I think it's something uh, important that each student could even do on the on the internet or something, find a questionnaire and complete it and see what, what kind of learning styles they do and try and learn, just try and learn by trial and error really, that's probably mm-hmm. the best place. So maybe something that parents listening to the show can actually encourage their, their students to do now uh, before they start their A-level year is to do some of these questionnaires. What is the preferred learning style and how then can we support our son and daughter with that preferred learning style and talk to the, the teachers. I'm sure the teachers will help if they knew, if you came and asked them, but it's just they're waiting to be asked. Yeah, I think the earlier you find out your learning style, the better, because you don't want to be doing your A-levels and picking and choosing different learning styles with different topics and then you may forget one and you may you know not remember the other. I think the best thing to do is find out which learning style you are. I mean, it's not an easy thing to do to find out which learning, which, which learning style suits you best. Mm-hmm. But once you do, then you can imply that consistency throughout the whole of the course, throughout the whole of the topic, and hopefully, inshallah, you can you know, come out with the best grades you possibly can. Inshallah, very good. So here we are coming towards the end of the show now, and I'd like to ask you all about what is your kind of top three tips to give students 
making that transition first from GCSE to A-levels. So if we can go around each one of you just to give top three tips. Um, Shahab, what would you give? Well, in terms of the transition, one of my main tips would be, like we've been saying throughout the, sh- throughout the show, is uh, have that balance. Have that, have that balance between relaxing and studying. That okay. balance is important. Um, the second thing would be that you have to, you, you know, you have to keep on top of things. You mm-hmm. can't, you can't leave things too late. I remember, you know, uh, being ill for a week and coming back in, and one week's worth of work to catch up on is a lot different to one week's worth of work in GCSE. GCSEs, you could get your photocopies and stick it into your book, mm-hmm. read it the night before the exam, and still pull off an A. Mm-hmm. In A level, one week's worth of work is like you know missing two months at GCSE. It's a lot to catch up on, mm-hmm. so you've got to be able to keep on top of things. And thirdly, I think it's. It's just important in terms of picking subjects. You've just got to know what's right for you. You've got to realise... If you haven't realised yet, you've got to start thinking about it, what sort of career path you want to follow. It's, you know, not to put too much fine point on it, but it's it's something that you're going to realise sooner or later. But, you know, start thinking about it if you haven't thought about it already. And if you have thought about it, then start thinking about, you know, what subjects would be easier for you or what subjects you think will benefit you within the field you want to go to. Wow, that's really wise three points. Thank you so much. Well done, mashallah, for giving that. Imad, what, uh, can you add to that? Have you other? Yeah, yeah I think um, Shida's point about the balance is very important because mm-hmm. balance, you know, it, it can lead to men, um, um, mental well-being and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, if, you, if you're not well mentally and you're under a lot of stress and that kind of thing, that can hinder your revision. Mm-hmm. So the balance is definitely key because you need, you need your time to relax and you also need the time to work as well. Uh, but, uh, another point I was going to say is goal. Hmm. You always need to keep your goal in mind. You need to know where you want to be. Um, you need to know what you're doing this for. You need to know what you want to achieve and keep that as your motivation. Mm-hmm. And uh, the third point is don't take anything for granted. I mean, you may do your mock exams and think and uh, achieve well, get, get good grades in them. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to the A-level, you might, when it comes to the actual real thing, I mean, I've been there countless times. I've done well in the mock exams. And then and when the real thing comes around, you think... This is not what I expected. Mm. So you, you always need to keep on top of your revision. Keep, you know, don't take anything for granted until you actually see the results on the paper. Mm-hmm. Good advice. Mustafa, have you got anything else to add to that? I try to give as many tips as I can. Um, I think the, f- the first thing I'd say is start early. You know, start your revision early. Start your timetable early. Buy all your books early and all your revision books. Don't, don't buy a revision book a month before an exam like I did and then you don't <laughs> get any time to read and you don't take any notes from it. That's a uh, huge mistake that uh, hopefully you'll learn from. Uh, number two, I think, as the boy said, it's important to get a balance, and especially you need to find uh, time for uh, Islam and uh, you know your your uh, spirituality as well. You don't want to you don't want to be uh, lost and just focus on on exams and on your work. And uh, another tip that I I found very useful this year is a website called Get Revising, and it gives you a, a timetable that you can uh, plan all your. Uh, all your your routine, your routine. Sorry, on it, you can plan um, the uh, your revision timetables and even your free time and what you're going to do in your free time. So that's uh, something that I definitely uh, advise. And uh, another thing which I think is important is uh, to look at the subjects you want to do on UCAS. So if you mm-hmm. want to do medicine or law or economics or anything, look at UCAS, see what uh, see what the universities want, and then uh, choose those topics. That's probably the that's that's a very, something very important. And finally, if you're doing any essay-based questions, uh, sorry, essay-based uh, topics, then I'd strongly suggest you buy a stress ball. It really <laughs> helps build your muscles and uh, 
and it's definitely important in the exams. Uh, I mean, it's easy to get fatigued in the exam and you lose, you lose a lot of time. So mm. I think that's, that's an important thing and just keep on the squeeze the stress ball and... Uh, and build up those muscles. Yeah, build up muscles and you find it really helps in, your, uh, in the essay topics. Well done, Mustafa. Yeah. Thank you so much. That think, was, sorry, really I think good. there's one other thing that mm-hmm. I, I forgot to add. Mm-hmm. Practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, I found that I need I need to do a lot of practice papers, do a lot of essays mm-hmm. to kind of perfect that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was one of the most helpful helpful things that I did do in my A levels. I mean, practice the papers. Do mm-hmm. I mean? There's not many A level papers, I and mean, I kind of try to do every single one of them for every single subject. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people may not like that, but you you know you get a feel for the exams and you get a feel for the questions, what they are like. Mm-hmm. And you know, as I said, practice makes perfect. Brilliant. I think they're wonderful, wonderful tips for students that may be listening into the programs and also for parents that are listening in, how they've heard it from you now, what you are looking for, the tips that you're passing on to others. Can parents take a better role in this? Do you think parents should be able to support their children better through these true years? Is there any advice that you give parents that, you know, I know you're trying to be, especially we've got all guys here today and you're probably going to be the macho man and things like this and trying to get across to your parents, I can cope, I can do this. Is there any way that parents can help you and support you in that? I think personally, um, I think that this is a time, you know, not only the students find it stressful, the parents probably find it more stressful as well, seeing that, you know, children probably not eating properly or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a stressful time for parents. And I, I know, I know, I, you know, I, I my mum was saying, you know, you make him feel useless. I can't, you can't, can't even talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. Personally, I used to say, look, mum, whatever's happened is happened. It's going to happen. I've got, I've got to deal with this and whatever happens, it's going to come and it's going to happen. You know, I, I can't really, I can't really sit here and talk to you about it. I'm not really in the, in the right frame of mind to be sitting here and thinking, uh, talking to you and saying, oh, I hope I do well and this and that. It's, 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 it's a stage where you just want to get it out of the way. And like I said, you know, parents might feel useless. It's just, you know, don't put too much fine point on the fact that results are coming or, you know, what are you expecting or do you mm. think you did well? Mm-hmm. I remember my mum after every exam, two minutes, not even two minutes, I'd put my phone on and my mum would have like five texts there saying, <laughs> how was the exam? What questions came up? How do you think you did? And I used to switch my phone off again and walk mm. out of the school like that. You know, just, just not, not, you know, just keep that, you know, nice bit of distance and not too, not be too distant that, mm-hmm. you know, your, your child doesn't know that you're there for them, mm-hmm. but just not to put too fine a point on it as well. And just let so parents out. to lift their foot a bit rather than putting down their foot, yeah, maybe exactly. lift their foot a little bit and give you a little bit of space yeah, around exactly. that. Yes. So that's good advice for for parents to, you know, be there, support your children. Children are part of their family. They're young adults. They're not children anymore. They are young adults, but they are going to make mistakes and, and be there supporting them and understanding that family life is important. So it's not all about exams and study. It is about that, that balance and having that, that family life. Just before we end today's show, I want to put you back into your place that you were a couple of years ago. Here we are Tuesday evening. You've got Wednesday and then Thursday morning the GCSE results. Thursday the 20th. It's in two days time. Well, day after tomorrow. What advice would you give parents of the students and maybe the students or for them to pass on to the students or the students themselves if they're listening in? I think the most important thing is now not to get stressed out about it because whatever will be, will be. The only time you could have changed what's on the results paper is when you were sitting the exams. And that time's now passed. So really and truly being stressed out about it is not going to do anything at all except for, you know, um, damage yourself. Mm-hmm. Great. Wonderful advice. Mustafa, do you have any advice there? Yeah, I think it's important not to take 
like GCSE results too seriously. I mean, I, like you said, someone went to an interview and didn't even ask about their A-level results. I, I doubt they're going to ask about your GCSE results. So don't take it too seriously. If you don't do amazing, then, you know, try and pick yourself up and work hard on A-levels. It's not, it's not the end of the world. And you might think it is, but it's really not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And shut up. Look, to be honest, life is just a stepping stone. There's different stages in life, and it's all just a stepping stone. GCSEs will get you to A levels, and your A levels will get you to your degree and whatever. GCSEs, you might think it's the biggest thing at the moment for you, mm-hmm. but it's not the biggest thing, and mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world. Like, uh, like Mustafa and Imad have mentioned, it's not the end of the world. It's, it's you, you'll get your grades, and you'll understand that. And especially when you get to A levels, and you realise GCSEs were an absolute doddle. <laughs> and and you know have faith in Allah that you know, there's a path there for you if you do really well you know alhamdulillah thank Allah for this if you don't do so well maybe there's some another different path there's other subjects you might have thought you do really well in one subject but maybe that's not the subject for you so there's good things that will come out of this inshallah for you yeah, yeah, yeah. really correct I think you have to remember it's all in the uh, Allah and it's all in uh, Allah's hands and you can only try your best and then put your trust in Allah and that's, uh, that's it Inshallah, inshallah. I mean, but we're thinking of all your students at the moment here in Parenting Hour. We're wishing you all the best. Inshallah, you will get the results uh, that you deserve, the careers in front of you that you deserve. Inshallah. Inshallah, I mean, inshallah. And to the parents that are stressing or a little bit worried at the moment, please do relax. Don't pass on that stress to your children. Ensure that your children get sufficient sleep, that they get a good night's sleep tonight, good night's sleep tomorrow night, that they're eating well, eating healthily, getting some fresh air, that they're able to relax as well. So please, you know, look at the bigger picture and and help them in this I'd like to thank our three young guys in front of me mashallah it was a pleasure talking to you and inshallah may Allah give you wonderful life in front of you you have your whole lives in front of you to do inshallah what what is uh, best for you and and may Allah make that a, a beautiful life and a good life and be able to give to others in the community and whatever careers you are that not just benefiting yourself but also benefiting others in the community and in our society and giving back to the society also inshallah inshallah jazakallah for, for tuning in everybody I hope you enjoyed this session of Parenting Hour and we look forward to you tuning in next week Inshallah Assalamu Alaikum